What's up, everybody? It's Greg Burge with Delta Financial, and this is the Be The Difference podcast. This podcast is all making, about making you a better person in your life, in your business, with sales, leadership, marketing, mindset, information, everything under the sun when it comes to being an entrepreneur. And we bring on guest speakers. Today, I've got the honor and pleasure of welcoming Mr. David Doran. David. <laughs> I'm doing good, brother. How are you? I'm doing well, man. Thank you for asking. Well, thank you for uh, for having me here. Look at us in person, in live. Yep. This is great. Yep, we've yeah. done uh, we've done quite a few over the phone and oh. um, over Zoom, over Zoom, oh, Facebook over, Live, Instagram over Streamyard. Live. Yeah. yeah. So um, yesterday we were actually doing a, another recording with all of us, mm-hmm. and we actually had a good one going, but yep. we never we weren't able to finish it. So no, we weren't. Should we tell them why we weren't able to? <laughs> uh, yeah, why not? Okay, so we were we were all having a good time. For for those of you, maybe you'll have to go back and watch that one. But um, Zach has this uh, <laughs> this this Polish, um, we'll say death juice. Yeah, and uh, we, we we had a couple of of shots. We Polish indulged moonshine. a little bit. Yeah, basically it's Polish moonshine, um, and uh, we had a, a couple of those, and you know we were all feeling good. We were. We were pretty loose, and um, all of a sudden, I think it really caught up to uh, Kev Dog. <laughs> all at once, it kind of hit him like a like a truck, and he was like, <laughs> "Just cut, I'm out." Yeah. And then he just went and started hurling up his lungs. You know. Yeah, so. and he he never came back. So, um, but we were making we were actually talking about some great stuff. Uh, maybe we should take pieces of that podcast mm-hmm. and splice them up mm-hmm. just for later use against Kevin. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we, he, we got a lot of good good stuff on he, he, he was saying some funny stuff. Um, so anyways, when, when we were talking, you were talking about something that you were making a good point. Um, you are talking about um, the people's inability and businesses' inability to, to change and adapt, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So why don't you um, jump back into that? Yeah, I, yeah. So the reference I was making was obviously, you know, Blockbuster Video was mm. was one that uh, everyone is pretty familiar with. At least, you know, if you're a certain age, maybe for the younger folk, you, you know, you don't know what Blockbuster is, but it was basically a place where you could go and you could rent DVDs or VHS um, and then go home and watch it, and then you'd have a certain amount of days to return it, yeah. and um, if not, you'd get a late fee and whatnot. But um, you know, that right around the time where, you know, streaming started to become popular, mm-hmm. people could start watching stuff, you know, at home. And Netflix was one of the first companies that actually started doing that. You know, and before then, you know, they used to send out the, the, uh, they did, little, they little did the mail out DVDs, right? Yeah. Cause they were trying to collect data on what, what do people like to watch? And yep. that was kind of like the, the plan for them to go, you know, and, and use their streaming. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, Blockbuster thought nothing of it. I think they even, um, you know, had a deal to, to kind of uh, buy them out at one point. And Netflix was like, no, we, we, we see the vision, you know, and we're adapting and we think that this is where it's going. And, um, you know, Blockbuster was, was stubborn. They didn't change. And, you know, I mean, a couple of years later, they were out of business. Yeah. So you, we see that a lot. I mean, there's a lot of different examples, but that was the one that, you know, if we're relating that to the insurance industry, you have to be able to adapt, right? Like if you're used to, okay, like mailers, right? Perfect uh, example, you know, I run, you know, leads that are mailers and I'm going to just do this and I'm going to build a company around just this one idea. Mm-hmm. What happens when mail becomes obsolete? What happens when people just check their phone and their email instead of going to the mailbox, yeah. you know, or, or filling something out, right? I mean, when's the last time you've actually, you know, got something in the mail and physically wrote down something and ma- put a stamp on it, licked it and s- sent it back, you yeah, know? Yeah, no, it's true. Um, I, I, in fact, like, uh, 
just to for case in point, I got in just today. I was checked in the mail right before we started recording. Yeah, I think about. 12 different letters that I didn't even open. I just chucked because yep. I was like, no, nope, don't need it. Nope, of course. Not interested. Nope. And just, just chucked it. Yep. You know, and, and so, so a lot of those, a lot of those mail pieces aren't even getting seen, mm-hmm. you know, and it's fine because there's still a percentage that are, and mail is still being used as a legitimate lead source. But if you think that it's going to be around for the next three to five years and it's still going to be just as strong, you're fooling yourself. It's yeah. it's the rates are going down exponentially month after month, um, and it is dying. It's like it's basically yeah. on life support right now. It is, yeah. yeah, it is. I mean, like with anything, and and who knows, like something that you'll adapt to. And let's say just to use the Miller thing as an example, maybe you were having success and you were running your business based around that. Mm. And then, you know what, then you, you realize, okay, this might be obsolete, you know, in a few years. So I'm going to pivot and I'm going to go to something else. I think it's important that you don't build whatever you're, you're trying to do based off of one single thing, you know, or like a certain lead source or something that obviously is going to be changing. Yeah. You know, that's why, um, you know, you, you try to build like a distribution around something that doesn't have a shelf life, you know, and having like core values that you operate with, being able to be on your toes and pivot, um, that's something that's never going to go obsolete, right? If you have like those certain skills to be able to quickly jump mm. and then, you know, have success, like you have to be, I, I think you have to be open enough. You have to be, you know, almost in a way, it's like, I got to be humble knowing that my way might not be the best way, you know, and there's, there's always a better way to do things, you know, and this stuff is always getting more and more efficient. So, I mean, to be honest, like that's one of the biggest keys to success. If, if you can be one of the early adapters on something and hop over and be like, hey, I'm going to give this a try and do it. Um, you know, you really only have to be right once. And, you know, you can have more success than, you know, 99 plus percent of people out there. But only if you're open enough to give it a try. Yeah. You know, if you're stubborn and you feel like, oh, my way is the best. And, you know, Greg, I'm going to do it this way and this way. And, you know, I've had success. Look at all the success I've had. Um, Blockbuster was killing it. They were crushing it, yeah. right? They didn't, yeah. but because they weren't on their toes and they weren't ready to adapt, you know, it, it ended up, you know, really biting them in the ass. It's crazy to think that the pride that they showed in the fall that they had was so was so massive, obviously, because they're no longer in business, but yep. the pride both them and Hollywood Video showed and how that pride ended up just demolishing them. Like, how hard is it for you to, as a company, to say, "Man, this other company's coming in and mailing their DVDs out"? Like that's yeah. pretty smart. Yeah. Like why don't we do that? Mm-hmm. And then adapting the same model, they would they had they had way more resources, they had way more funding and capital. Mm-hmm. They could have easily done that, and then they would have they would have crushed it. Yep. Netflix wouldn't would it would Blockbuster would probably be the streaming service. Oh, they they were so far ahead of everybody. Yeah. You know, I mean, um, it's just yeah, the fact that they weren't willing to you know to adapt and change. You know, it's that's something where yeah, like you said, the pride was their downfall. Yeah. And whoever was behind Netflix, right? They had an idea, a strong belief that they were going to go all the way with. Yeah. You know, no one was going to deter them from their plan. Yeah. It's like oh hey, we'll buy you out and you can be a little subsidiary of, you know, whatever of, of blockbuster, you know, you mm. can be our little mini thing. They're like, no way. And that's why I asked you too, uh, yesterday when we were recording, it's just like somebody coming in and going, Greg, I'd like to, you know, buy Delta fan. I'd like to give you a million bucks you mm. know, for Delta financial. Yeah. Just buy the whole thing off of you. You know, you, you'd say, go, go take a flying. Yeah. Plane, right? Go pound sand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go pound sand. Cause 
you know, you have a bigger vision. And so you had an idea and that's really how we, we got to this point, yeah. you know, was that you, you identified a change, uh, uh, really a problem in the industry and a you need and need, and you wanted to make a change and create an environment where other people that felt that same way that, you know, had those same core values as you, that yeah. we could all kind of, you know, bond together and, and, you know, create something special. Absolutely. No, absolutely. Um, I like how you, you tie it to humility and being humble. And, you know, a lot of people mistake humility and being humble quite a bit because they think that that's just like people being overly nice or meek, meekness, yeah. uh, where it, yeah. humility is being coachable and teachable and not thinking that your way is always the right way and right. kind of being open and yep. open-minded to uh, new ideas. Mm-hmm. That is showing humility um, and knowing that you're not like, there's going to be other people that are better than you. And, always, and always. there's something that you can learn from everybody. Yep. And so, um, you know, what I, what I've found is that when I try to remain in a humble state, I, I don't let my ego get in the way, uh, especially in business. I've learned a lot, even from people that I didn't necessarily agree with. Because mm-hmm. sometimes you can learn what not to do. Yep. That's true. So <laughs> I think you did that even more than you, yeah, yeah. you probably learned what not to do more than what exactly should I do? Right. Cause yeah. not everybody is just like, Hey, here's the golden path. And why don't you follow, follow me and, you know, have a bunch of success. Right. They, the ones like that, most of them, they try to keep things a secret. Yeah. You know, if they, if they do find something that works and that's kind of the opposite of what, of what we do with all the training and the university and, you know, the career school and all that stuff. It's like, Hey, we've had success with this route. We want to make sure that we give you all the tools that way there's no, you know, there's no excuses. And I'm, I'm going to take this a little bit left field now. So um, a lot of people, and I, I've, I've had discussions with agents and entrepreneurs who are like, I, I just don't know what my purpose or my passion is. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or they're, they don't know like who they are. Right. Um, they, they, or whatever their description is, is very weak. Mm-hmm. So a good way to just, define yourself or what your purpose or passion is, is by the process of elimination. So just remove what you're not. Mm-hmm. So if you start being like, well, you know, I'm, I'm doing, you know, all these different things on a daily basis. And you look at it like, I really don't want to do this anymore because this is not who I am or what yeah. I want to be. And you start removing things. What's going to happen. It's kind of like a sculptor, uh, uh, you know, chipping away mm-hmm. at rock. And, and, and actually kind of getting rid of all the excess to create what whatever our piece of art that they're making to, to, have, to bring it out, to bring it to life is by the process of removing. It's sort of the process of elimination. And so it's actually easier to do that and to remove those things, which you're not, than it is to add and be like, be very specific. Like, I am this, right? Yeah. And so, like you're saying, like you, you, you know, kind of highlighted was, you know, I, I spent a lot of time just deciding, learning what not to do. And I was like, nope, I'm not going to do that, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> which, which in essence, kind of told me what I was going to do, what I mm-hmm. wanted to do. Process of elimination, yeah. yeah. Yep, you got rid of that and, you know, kind of chiseled away those, those bits. And then it, it becomes a lot easier to see, right? When yeah. you've, you've got 90% of that excess uh, mass or whatnot and the, the analogy of that, you know, chiseling away at it then you kind of can see like, okay, this is, it's almost there, you mm. know, like I just have to kind of just, you know, clean up the edges a little bit and we're going to have something, Yeah, you know? Mm. So, um, I think that that's, yeah. I mean, you clearly were in that state of mind where if you weren't, you know, if you weren't humble and you weren't willing to adapt, 
you know, you did so at the, at the height, right? After your best month, Yeah. you know, you had your very best month and how easy would that have been for you to go, I finally cracked it. You know, I can just stay here. I, I have all the fame now. I'm making great income. But deep down, you knew if I stay here, I, I'm going against what I actually believe, you yeah. know, because I know there's stuff here that is not right. I know that there's agents here that are, you know, being treated, you know, unfairly and, and uh, you know, not justly, unjustly. And um, you're like, I want to make this change, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm going to create this environment. So that was your, like, I want to, I want to be able to adapt, you know, to what I think, where I think the industry's going and what I, I want to be a part of it. Yeah. You know, I want to try to partner, which is what we've done, obviously, with, with, uh, with Quility, but I want to partner with somebody that's, you know, that, that focuses on, you know, that cutting edge new technology and that obviously have, you know, the, the core set of values, like, you know, a, a solid code of ethics and all of that stuff, you know, too. Right. Yeah. Um, which is the most important thing. I mean, that's what people care about is, are you doing the right thing for the agents? Are you doing the right thing for your clients? Cause ultimately we're in the, the people business. Yeah. You know, absolutely. Cu- customer service is everything. Absolutely. And, uh, and how you treat both is equally important. So yep. David, I appreciate you coming on with me today. Appreciate you have, me, man. Yeah, man. And just having a quick discussion. I liked I like this, and this is a, a great topic. I think there's a lot that everyone can learn from uh, from David's discussion today. Now, David, if uh, anyone were to were to um, want to get a hold of you, how can they reach out to you? Oh, I'm I'm easily accessible. Yeah, you can uh, just shoot me a text. Yeah. Uh, probably the easiest way. I'm on my phone all the time. I think yeah. we all are now. Yeah. Um, so if you're ever trying to get a hold of somebody, you're trying to shoot them a text, and they really they don't get back to you. It's probably they're choosing not to yeah. you know, these days. Well, I give my buddies a hard time about that sometimes. I'm like, dude, I know you're on your phone. You know, just uh, just you know, shoot me a text. But um, yeah, seven six zero five zero five two six four one. Or of course, you can reach out on any social media platform. Yep, okay. Instagram, Facebook, whatever you're rolling with. Now, I'm going to ask you a question that I ask my other podcast hosts. Since you're live, okay, I think you're going to like this. I'm ready. Hit All it. right. Top three people. Your 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 top three choices. Who would you want to break bread with, have dinner with, and pick their brain, have an opportunity to learn from them, living or dead? Mm. Wow, that's good. Across um, all the time. I, I, I might have to think about that, but I think um, I think there's a couple people, I, for, for whatever reason, I think most of the people are, are probably dead. Okay. You know, um, like, for example, I just, the name that comes to mind is probably like somebody like an Albert Einstein. Okay. Um, I'd right. be very curious as far as how, you know, how he kind of operates a little bit, yeah. um, how he has created and, and, you know, like those kind of brilliant minds, I think. Um, and then as far as somebody that uh, is alive, probably Elon Musk, I would say. I think He'd that'd be, be a probably. really freaking cool dude to hang out with, yeah. you know, because he's just so down to earth, but he's also like, clearly, I mean, one of the most brilliant minds i think that we have on planet earth if not the most brilliant mind uh currently alive i mean all the stuff he's doing with i don't know how that one guy does so much you know yeah um but uh i think he's really really so passionate about what he does and he's clearly i mean look what he's done in the you know with tesla with spacex you know all that stuff he's continuing to push and explore and i mean um that guy is is you know is really changing the world yeah so I, w- I would probably say Elon Musk, and then, I don't know, I- I'd have to think about that other one a little bit. That that was just the first first name that came to mind, that, you know, somebody like Albert Einstein or, you know. Yeah, yeah well, you got one more. 
Oh, I got one more. Oh, yeah. shoot. Okay. Um, Elon Musk, Albert Einstein, who else? Oh, let's see. I would say, you know, there's there's a lot of people. I would say, you know, potentially somebody that's that's uh, a really like influential um, public speaker. I mean, there's there's several of them. There's several authors. Like we read a lot, obviously. So, I think being able to connect um, with, you know, w- with some of those those speakers, like maybe a Tony Robbins, maybe. Um, uh, and Ed Milet, you know, mm-hmm. something like that. I think I've actually, I've met him once before, but, um, just to kind of actually sit down and pick their brains a little bit. Yeah. Um, that's a whole different, different scenario, yeah. you know, like then just like, okay, I've met, I've got a picture with this person before, you know, um, actually like being prepared. And I, I I'm actually glad you asked me that because maybe one day I will get to meet, you know, some of these people Yeah. and like, I don't, I don't want to be, you know, like, oh shoot. Like I, I would want to be able to take advantage of that, you know, and, have thought about what would I actually ask them, you know, and where would I want that, that conversation to go and how would I get the most out of it? Oh, absolutely. You know, cause like in the beginning you might be like, Oh shoot, this is so-and-so, you know, and you get kind of get starstruck. And then you, to me, it's like, there is no such thing as being, st- everybody's just a person, you yeah. know, like at the end of the day, it's like, you know, they still came into this world the same way. They're still going out. Right. Nobody lives forever. Mm-hmm. Um, they still have the same brain, the same two hands and, you know, so it's just kind of like remarkable what some people do with their life and where they get to and others like they just so do not live up to their potential, yeah. you know? So I think I kind of remind myself that too, of like, you think of somebody like Elon Musk, I was like, well, clearly, I mean, he's worked his way to where he is. Yeah. yeah granted he's gifted and he may have certain, I don't know, certain skills that, that maybe other people don't naturally have or don't come as easy. But I believe that all those skills can be learned, you yeah. know, and practiced. So it's just like, and the guy's so dedicated that I think I've, I've kind of narrowed in, I guess, on, on the one that I, I keep bringing him up. So I, he might be the number one for me. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I can see that. For you, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, that's great, brother. Uh, I appreciate you coming on and just having a quick chat with me. Now, if you watch till now, then obviously you got some value. And all I ask is that you take this content, you share it with somebody else, and you can provide this value to them by word of mouth. Take it, put it on your social media, put it on your stories, talk about it with your friends. Um, anyone that's an entrepreneur that's in sales that has, you know, focusing on learning from leadership or in business and uh, help us to grow organically. And that's how we're going to get our messages out for uh, farther and wider. Um, this has been the Be The Difference podcast. I'm your host, Greg Birch. Until next time, we'll see you.